In all of my being, I am that I am. Adamus of Sovereign Domain, welcome to my world. I'm going to say that again. In all of my being, I am that I am. Adamus of Sovereign Domain. We'll come back to that statement later, but for now, such a delight to be here. Hmm. Hmm. I'm used to seeing most of you energetically, not physically, so a bit of a shock here at first while I look. <laughs> See your disguises that you're hiding behind. See these beautiful smiles on this day, twinkling in the eye that wasn't so present a few years ago. Oh, yes, yeah. still challenges, still games, still issues in dealing with, well, the fact that you really aren't here anymore, not, not the old you. Now, that's, that goes to the core. That goes to the core. The you from two years ago, five years ago, isn't here anymore. You've birthed a new you, and you're getting used to it now on every level. There's still parts of you that wants to go back to the old self, frustrating when you can't, when you try to go back there and find it and it's not there, it gets a little scary. But yet there's such celebration in the fact that you've rebirthed yourself. And this self, this self that you've rebirthed, nobody can hide from me today. <laughs> This self that you've rebirthed is not just a continuation of your past lives. And excuse me a moment here. I, I wire Calder up. They're going to electrocute him one of these days. And fans blowing and electronic equipment. We're sorry, Mr. Kaderka, but um, we'll use that later. So, better. You realize how much noise there is in your reality? When I pop in like this, I'm... I have to take a deep breath. I have noise from lights, from fans, from electronics, from everything around you, not including the other humans, not including their energetic noise, but you inflict all these other things all around. Hmm. So, so you're, not the, you're, not, you're not just a continuation of your past lives. That's why I encourage you not to dwell on who you used to be. It, it's interesting. And by the nature of understanding reincarnation, you understand the evolution and the journey of the soul. I do indeed have pity for those who are one-timers. We believe they're one-timers. They just come in for, I'm not going to pick on anybody right now, saving that for later. I, I could feel that energetic <laughs> pushing me back. It's like, talk about noise one step at a time, into the depths of Chambra we go. So, I do have pity on those who are one-timers, but that's a belief system that, they, that they're choosing right now. They're keeping it relatively limited. They're playing this game of one time, good or bad, make it or break it. On the other hand, there's the tendency for the born-agains, you, 
born again and again and again, to just think you're a continuation of, of your past life. You're not, you're not at all. The aspects of your past life have built an energy um, movement so that you could come into this lifetime, let go of all those lifetimes, and in a way, start over. Be who you want to be. You still feel that draw of all the past lives. It's still easy to go back and wonder who you were and what you did. And, and in a way, it's a bit of a, what do you call it, a cop-out. Uh, not taking responsibility for yourself by saying, you're just your past life going forward. But you're not. You're not. You could effectively say that you died a spiritual death, a historic or history death a number of years ago, depending. You probably remember the situation where it just felt like total nothingness, total darkness, total lack of passion, forgetting, forgetting who you were. And you had this, um, this huge question mark, who am I? Who am I? Because you've reinvented yourself. You've, and when you reinvented yourself, brother, when you reinvented yourself, it was interesting because you put in a lot of new characteristics. The new essence that you um, have allowed yourself to come in with, that new essence has a lot of new tools that have never been used before in any lifetime. New tools such as how are you going to work with new energy? New tools in how do you, how do you, um, how do you reclaim your body? New tools as such as the ability to go beyond the limitations of the mind. And a very essential new tool, how do you understand this thing called God, thing <coughs> called spirit? When you rebirthed yourself, you knew that these were going to be issues that you were going to contemplate in this life, so you built in the mechanisms to be able to handle all of this. So everything we talk about right now is really not new. It's really remembering, reminding you, helping you to understand things that are already in there. What we're going to be doing here in this next hour or so of time is bringing those to the surface or bringing those into this reality instead of keeping those in the other realities. The biggest issue that comes in here is, is that doubt, that nagging, pestering doubt that keeps coming up. It's such, a, such an issue, and uh, again, we all have a lot of talks. You know you can do it. You know you can do it. There, when, when we talk in dream state, we laugh and you giggle because you know you can do it. But then when you get back here, the doubts come in. They come from, well, they come from parts of you that are no longer really parts of you, but you kind of continue to claim them. In other words, old beliefs, old fears, things that happened in past lives or, or this lifetime that you keep bringing up, uh, keep bringing those up as as excuses, as doubts in this lifetime. But you know that this whole thing is really quite simple. And so, but what's the thing? We'll, we'll talk about that later.
But right now, I want to, um, I want to share with you that back in 2002, as Crimson Circle and Chambord were truly solidifying, uh, so many of you heard this uh, call to gather again, and not even Tobias knew how many. It could have just been a few. could have been a lot, and it turned out to be a really lot. A lot, lot. Who remembered that they were Shambara, they were family, they, you are participants in the Crimson Council. Here on Earth you call it Crimson Circle, but in the other realms you are active participants in the Crimson Council. You have a, a role or you have taken on a responsibility of understanding the nature of consciousness and energy. Now, you would think in the angelic realms with all the vast wisdom and all the grand beings that we have there, that we would understand all of these things. But we don't. And that's the beauty of it. We don't. We're sharing the experience with you. In other words, how does consciousness respond in uh, this dimension of Earth, which is very solid, very dense? How, how does your consciousness respond here? How do you bring in energy as one of your tools? And we're learning with you. You're bringing that wisdom and that knowledge back to the Crimson Council, which includes beings, some beings who have never been to Earth before. It includes beings who have been here to Earth and have decided not to incarnate again for a long time. And it includes, of course, you, human beings, angelic beings, that are bringing back your wisdom. But an odd thing happens. How, how wise you are in the gatherings of the Crimson Council, you still tend to forget it here. Still tend to forget it here. Partly because, yes, this um, energy of Earth is, is, so, is so dense. And one of the things that we're learning through you is how to break through the density, how to bring back clarity. We're also learning through you, you're learning for yourself, how, how to make this transition into an, a totally new consciousness hasn't been done before. There's nothing in the archives, there's nothing in the Akashic records that has gone through this before. There's an attempt, especially when you start contemplating past lives, there's an attempt to want to go back and say, well, what was it like in Egypt? Didn't go through the same experience back then. What was it like in the time of Yeshua? It was a different kind of shift. It was a much slower shift, and it was a much um, denser shift than what you're going through right now. You're going through an incredible shift right here. It's amazing. It's amazing what we're all learning. Part of my, my role here is to continually remind you of your connection with the Crimson Council, with yourself. So easy to forget that connection. So easy to uh, think that you're forgotten by the angelic realms. To think that you're forgotten by the Crimson Council. You're not. 
You're not at all. Back a number of years ago, as Tobias was gathering all of your energies back up, he was so thrilled to see how many responded and so thrilled to, to know that you were willing to be true pioneers and teachers, starting with yourself first, not going out and just just lecturing to others based on theory, but actually going through the experience of transformation, of alchemy, right here, energy alchemy, right here. At that time, Tobias also knew that he was going to be coming back to Earth to join you. And he, he talked to me and said, said, Adamus, are you interested in taking over or coming to council when, when I return to Earth. I'd actually had another offer from another group. <laughs> and this is a true story, dear Chambra. But I'd actually had another offer. So my initial response was I wasn't going to be available because I want to focus with one group, with one type of energy. I don't want it to get scattered all over. and I want to focus with Chambra. That's why you don't hear me as a Dhammas working with a lot of other groups. This is it, this group. Tobias talked to me a little bit more, as you know, quite convincing. Hmm. I think he cried a little bit also. Uh, <laughs> but he talked a little bit and convinced me at least to consider the offer. So I started to ask him questions about his few years of experience working with you as, as he does now, as he did. And he explained to me what he was encountering with all of you. He explained your challenges. He explained to me your vulnerabilities. But he explained to me also your aspirations and your desires. So I went off to ponder by myself go to the Crimson Circle or go to this other group. I, I essentially, not literally, but essentially wrote down the pros and cons. It was a, it was a conflict. Excuse me. No Might you look lovely today. <laughs> I wrote down the pros and cons. Now, this other group, it was very um, dedicated. They were very ceremonial. They were very... Their energy felt so calm, and they did a lot of they did a lot of <laughs> a lot of meditating and group work, and they were delight. They had wonderful, wonderful spiritual insights on another level, not on Earth. Wonderful concepts that were way out there. In other words. What they were developing, what they were bringing together as a group, was put off in another dimension. It would have been fairly easy because uh, with this group, I could have said a few choice words and, and they would have uh, been bowing at my feet. <laughs> uh, they're very, very um, uh, love to worship, no matter what it is or what, it, what came along, love to worship. I took a look at Chambra. <laughs> I took a look at Chambra, and 
in talking to Tobias, he had me visit quite a few of your, your gatherings back in the early days, these very gatherings like we're having right here, some as an announced guest, many as just a guest in the background. And I took a look at, at you. <laughs> Tobias, I said, Tobias, this is a rough group. This, this is a group that has reverence for almost nothing. <laughs> the other group, if I would give them homework to do, they would have done it. Every day, five, ten times a day. This group, I know you don't do the homework. I, and that's why I love you. <laughs> I know you do it in your own way. I know you don't sit down for 20 minutes a day and work with your pakawa. I'd be so disappointed if you did. You're too busy sending out emails to the world. I know with your breathing, you only breathe when you're in trouble. It keeps Andra busy. It's a lot of rescue work. And I know, I know, I know you breathe in your heart. <laughs> I know you, you mean to breathe and you want to breathe, but you're so busy with other activities in your life. But I know also you understand breathing. You understand, you understand what it is. So in a way, even though you're not taking deep breaths right now, you're breathing. You're breathing. Andra knows that. Andra knows that. That you understand it. It means a flow of energy. It means, it means living. It means, it means dreaming. I know you know that. So I had to take a look at this group and I said, what is it about Shambra that I find so damn frustrating? <laughs> and agitating, but I find it to be such a challenge that I, I have to take it on. What is it that, that this other group isn't like? It's that you're real. It's that you're very, very real. There might be other words to describe it. <laughs> Street smart, gritty, a feisty, dirty sometimes. I mean, really, you get into life. You, you, you don't just talk about it. You don't just sit on top of the mountain and contemplate it. You are it. You are very, very real. And that's why I love working with you. That's why we have a lot to look forward to as we go forward. We have, we have, you have each other. We have each other. There's knowing what's in your heart. There's nothing that's going to stop us. Stop us from what? I don't know. But whatever we choose to do, <laughs> nothing's going to stop us. And I, and I do know where it's going. It's going to a place where you are going to you're going to suddenly realize the grand simplicity of everything. We talked about this before, simplicity, simplicity. 
Simplicity doesn't lack depth or color or meaning. It, simplicity has more of these characteristics than this kind of confusing mental life that so many of you live. Uh, that, that's actually getting into the participating in the mental, uh, the mental slash drama life is actually very boring. Uh, it doesn't have depth. It has it has width. Uh, it has a linear type of width, but it has no depth. And what I really hear you calling out for in your life is depth, meaning, color, um, relationship uh, with yourself and the world around you. Right now, there's not really a relationship. There's a response. There is a response from, sorry, from yourself to to yourself. A response from yourself to the world around you. A response from you to your body. But there is really not a relationship, and that's where we're going. That relationship is going to be so profoundly simple that you're going to you're going to. Do one of those when when you come to understand it. And it's actually nothing you need to spend lifetimes of suffering and uh, uh, disciplines and practices. Every one of you has been through that before. Every one of you in a past life, if you were a priest or a nun or a rabbi, every one of you, if you were, if you were. Um, a grand meditator, a, a prayer, whatever you were, you've done that before. You've gone the gamut of, of <laughs> you've gone the gamut of having no discipline in a way, to overly disciplining yourselves, <clears throat> overly disciplining, and, and not to be mistaken with focus. There's a, there's a big difference, but. Disciplining, thinking that this was going to give you insight, and it gave you into insight into things like how damn bored you were with discipline, how much your knees hurt from disciplining yourself, and more than anything, how much your head hurt from discipline. And then there came a day when you said, "Screw discipline, no more," and you let it go. But then that leaves a void. What? What next? What? What do you replace it with? What do you? What's the next shtick that that you do? And that's kind of where you're at. What? How? How do you reach enlightenment? Isn't there something you need to be doing? Aren't you supposed to be reading certain verses every day or doing certain disciplines every day? Absolutely not. Reason why I love working with you because you're real and you kind of know that. You get distracted. You keep thinking there's some new thing that you have to do. And you try out that new thing, and you're like, "It isn't working. It smells like the old thing. Just it's the same old whore in a brand new dress." <laughs> We're real, very real. So you know that, but here you sit and say, "But what am I supposed? Aren't, aren't I supposed to be doing something, studying something, uh, uh, disciplining on something?" No, not at all, not at all. And 
The word said by the wise master and musician earlier, get out of your way. Get out of your way. And this is going to come flying through. Get out of thinking you have to manipulate your energies. Manipulate through, whether it's discipline or complex systems. Those, are, those don't work. Those are distractions. This group is real, real meaning that you know you're here living. You're not trying to get out of it. You're actually trying to get into it more than ever. Trying to be here more than ever. You're real because you're not trying to avoid the energies, good or bad. You're not trying to avoid them. You're being very real in letting yourself now finally starting to feel. Starting to feel. Whoa! It's an overwhelming, overwhelming sensation when you start to feel. It's a huge shift of energy when you get out of the logic. When you go beyond the logic. Logic still serves a purpose to a degree. But when you let yourself feel from right there, Right here, and, and right here, and every part of you. It's a little overwhelming at first, but you've done it. You've let yourself feel life, and feel yourself, and feel others. And this feeling, this feeling is going to lead you to a, a true understanding, a true understanding of this simplicity. This profound, beautiful simplicity, not from here, but from here, that goes beyond any words, goes beyond all words. I'd borrow the beard, but you'd get cold. That goes beyond all words, and, and it just is. You, you can't explain it. You don't want to explain it. And that's where we're going. Yes, look at me, spiritual master. <laughs> but this is, what, this is what I love about Chambra. We can do this. We don't have to have pretenses, and we don't need to wear flowing robes, although I would like a bit nicer suit. But uh, this is where we're going. Thank you. Is hair all right? Yes. Okay. So, do Chambra. Let's, let's, let's stay real. Let's stay very, very real. That's permission for you to be you. Doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You know that. Doesn't matter if it's goofy. Doesn't matter if it's serious. Let's, let's stay very, very real as we go forward. And let's take a deep breath right now. So. Interesting energies all around. Interesting. Every day, every day, you're probably feeling you're right on the edge. You could go right over. By the way, I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to ask somebody to fetch me a writing board and uh, writing instruments. This is a classroom. I don't see the uh, board here. So, uh, yes. Um, now is always a good time. <laughs> always a good time. So. And uh, a few will be needed uh, to uh, bring this up. So it's been, a, it's been interesting energies, and I know you've been feeling that there's some days you're sitting so close to the edge, 
you're going to lose your balance. Some days are so odd and so strange. What's going on? Well, it's just energy in motion, actually. And you're feeling it from things all around you, but you're feeling it in yourself. You're, you're, you're going through um, this reconstruction process. It started a while back, but it's intensifying right now. It's intensifying very deeply, and it throws off the, the patterns and the logic to things that have been. And that's why you feel you're right on the edge, and if you let go, you're going to slip off. You don't know what's going to happen, but you're going to slip into perhaps a nothingness, or I know you worry about going crazy. You already are crazy, so <laughs> don't worry about that happening. It's already happening. And I define craziness as saying that you're willing to let go of a lot of limitations, a lot of um, structures. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. And crazy is wonderful. Cra- in cra- you know, in some of the some of the uh, ah yes, here it comes, and right over here, if you would. In some of the mental institutions, the ones that they call craziest are the happiest. Now, not all. Please don't misunderstand that. There are some that are tormented. They're in they're in a type of uh, hell. But some of the ones that are considered crazy are the ones that are really actually quite happy. Now, if we could just get them out of these institutions. Crazy means you've, you've let go. Now, I don't think you need to be concerned that you're going to be put in an institution, because now they just give out medications. Well, it's kind of an institution in itself. It's not a physical place, but it is, it is, a, it is a prison of types. But you're not going to go on those. You're not going to go on those. So don't worry about it. Let yourself go a little crazy. Get, get very, very real. Energies this, in, this, in this week in particular were most amazing on Earth. A lot of things happening at the subtle levels. Uh, and what happens at the subtle levels uh, comes to be in this reality, it comes to manifest here sooner or later. So there's a, there's a type of delayed effect of these different grand changes on Earth. You see them, you see there's changes that are taking place right now that manifest later in weather patterns. Changes right now that are going to manifest in news stories that come out. Changes that are going to, are going to affect um, science and technology, are affecting them already. One of the things I'm most excited about in working with you for the next few years, anyway, is we're all going to experience an explosion of technology. I'm not talking about just computer. I'm talking about medicine, science, and the understanding of energy, how energy works. Isn't it interesting that it's going to be several years before mainstream articles come out that would be considered uh, crazy today about how energy works. There's such a, a m- lack of true understanding of energy. It's so rudimentary what, what is known on Earth right now. It's, 
it's, a, it's almost funny. But in the next few years, there's going to be a much deeper understanding of, of energy. And it's going, to, it's going to be in your lifetimes, and it's going to be because of the work that we're doing right here, that you're doing here. When you read these articles and they're explaining these grand scientific uh, discoveries of how the universe works, you're going to think, well, we came up with that ten years ago. We've known that for a long time. It's just taking a while to manifest. So my point is a couple of things. When some days when you think you're going crazy, you're not. That's the time to take a good deep breath and give thanks to yourself. Take a good deep breath and know that you're not alone in this. You're not going crazy. You're not falling apart. You're exploring new lands, new territories, new dimensions. You're exploring them all the time, inside you, outside of you. Crazy week. Spent most of it in Oslo. I had quite a few activities there. I was everything from a cat to a count to a janitor. While we were playing around in Oslo, of course, as you know, there was the Nobel Peace Award that was given to Abraham Obama this, earlier this week. <laughs> And it is very true. That was, a, it was an interesting experience. And it wasn't just um, the, the ones who gathered there to be part of this. It wasn't just the politicians and the, and the elite. There were, there were humans there that, while they may not call themselves Shambhur, they work on the same level as what you do, of consciousness and of understanding. There were ones that were there uh, that, let me say, that really weren't there. In other words, uh, um, beings who are ascended masters, who are coming to Earth, who uh, some are already on Earth, just having been born recently, that were so uh, passionate about this event that they manifested uh, bodies for a short period of time. Other beings who came from the other realms to participate in this event and, and took on the, the uh, appearance of humans. It was a magnificent event, and it wasn't just about handing out a peace prize. It was about truly marking a change for humanity right now. Marking a change for humanity. A result of work that you and others like you have been doing for some time now. You should have been the ones invited there. You should have been the ones sitting in those chairs saying that you helped to bring a new consciousness to Earth. You helped to, to bring a consciousness that allows a being such as Abraham Obama to come to Earth and to be elected president of a very great nation. It's, uh, by the way, uh, as you probably know, this is a fulfillment of the, um, what, I don't like the term, but the, the Great White Brotherhood's desire. It was an old Atlantean club that we had, and it was, had nothing to do with white, and it wasn't all that great. <laughs> it was good, not, not great. But it was a desire 
to, to have America as the, the land of the new hope when we knew hundreds of years ago where we couldn't get the energy unstuck in Europe. We couldn't get the, um, the compassion or the acceptance between different countries. There's still too many human issues of power and greed and religion that this United States was, was designed as the new Atlantis or, or the new hope. To see now, years later, from, from my perspective, of course, having been very involved in European politics, to see how a leader of this grand nation uh, could, could be as spiritual as, as he is and as his wife is. Uh, they can't flaunt it uh, publicly, just as well, you know from your own <laughs> discussions with others. But there will come a time very soon where, where it's going to be much more open. But to see a spiritual being, a compassionate being, a black human, not that it should make a difference, but it has, and, and a young, fairly young human, uh, to be in this environment was, was most inspiring, most inspiring. It, it, it gave me a renewed hope in humanity. I, I have the hope in you. Humanity sometimes is questionable. Humanity is 95% goodness. 95% goodness. There's that 5%, whether it's 5% in an individual or 5% of the population does not have that goodness. It seems to overshadow the, the immense goodness in humans. To see at this gathering in Oslo the, the culmination of the work we've all done, not to save the world, but to, to be ourselves, to bring spirit to earth. Not to have spirit off somewhere else, but to bring spirit to earth in a very real way, in a very honest way, in a very feeling way. That's what I saw. I have to say, I wasn't quite ready for what I experienced in Oslo. I thought that there would be more conflict, uh, more drama. I, I truly expected the, the dark forces, if you want to call them that, but uh, the negativity to be there, uh, brought in by the participants, or uh, oftentimes the negativity Negative energies are, are they, they're attracted when they see so much light gathering, as, as we've seen here over the years. When we gather like this, particularly in the early days where your energies were not as stable, they were hopeful and they were high, but they were not as stable. The dark energies used to gather all around, kind of a feeding in a way, kind of trying to prove that your goodness isn't really that good, trying to keep the energy stuck. Not, they just don't know any better. They just, they really don't. They don't, these, these energies, whether they're psychic or, or human, they just don't know any better. I, they don't wake up in the morning trying to be negative. It just is. 
when they fall into the they fall into their own patterns and their own prisons. But to be in Oslo and see, it gave me renewed hope to the point where we had a gathering with some of the you call them masters. These are just dead ones, uh, and <laughs> we had a gathering afterwards and talked about how we have to readjust how we work with you because it's going so fast. We have to we have to work at a different pace with you now and, and talk to you different, talk to you different, uh, more real than ever because you're more real than ever. As a result of this, this recent gathering, we realized that, that this, uh, the, what you call negative, dark, whatever, but the ones who aren't as nice as you, uh, they're going to be, they're going to be amping up their, their work, kind of a last hurrah. They, they know that the change is imminent. They know. When I say they, it's, this is not an organized, organized group, but, but it, it is it is just negative consciousness. It is so stuck. Consciousness is so stuck. They're, they're calling out in a way how to get unstuck, but uh, they're like a rabid dog. If you try to help them, they'll, they'll bite you. But because it is changing so fast, we know that their response is going to escalate. That's, as I said, a last hurrah. Before we enter an era on this earth of absolute cooperation and a lot of acceptance and an end to those who do not understand the illusion of power and an end to severe imbalances in energy dynamics in things like finances and governments. There's a couple more years of what you would call the, um, the beast trying to get its attention, the beast trying to, trying to negotiate. And that's what, you're going, that's what you're going to see a lot of here in the next few years. And yes, through the end of 2012, <laughs> the, this beast, as, as I call it, is going to be negotiating for its, its position. It doesn't want to be forgotten. It knows it has, it knows its war is no longer real. It knows that its place is quickly diminishing here on earth. Humans aren't going to tolerate it. Good humans, humans who who have compassion. This beast isn't going to be tolerated anymore, so it's going to change its tactics. Its tactics in the past have been things like war and crime and manipulation and using fear tactics. But just last week we realized that it realized it's lost. All the wars in the world are uh, not going to do anything for it. So it's going to start negotiating. And the negotiations will be to keep, it, to keep its place, to keep its identity. And, at least in the realms where I work, 
and actually where you work. We're not going to negotiate. There's no negotiation. No negotiation. And it's not about that we want to win. It has nothing to do with winning, but it has to do with it has to do with what humans are choosing for themselves. Why negotiate when are you negotiating with yourself about the balance of your light and dark? No, not at all. It's not that you're trying to annihilate the dark. You're trying to integrate what's or understand what you have called dark. There's no negotiating. So, I want you to be aware of what's going on and why it's going on when you read the headlines and there is there are actually quite a few very enlightened beings now uh, that are in government positions and and with the recent uh, collapse uh, of the financial system as it was, and it did collapse, by the way, there's still the pretense that it's there, but it, it, it fell apart. What fell apart, what caused it to collapse, was the lack of trust that you and you and you have in the financial system. It's the only thing that was holding it together was trust. And trust isn't there anymore in the old system. And what's being done right now is you're developing a whole new system. They love being tapped. So we talk in the other realms in dream state and said, Did you get tapped? I got tapped. Yeah. Adamas really loves me. So I want you to be aware of that because you're going to see others trying to negotiate with you. Your family, your friends, your, your people who employ you, your clients are going to start negotiating. Old conflict that used to go like this is now going to be trying to go like this. And they're going to be intense and they're going to be threatening in their negotiations, but don't negotiate. Don't negotiate because you deprive them of going through the experience to understand the light within. When you negotiate, you're just giving them an excuse to be stuck for a while. Uh, and what's there to negotiate? If you're in the I am that I am presence of yourself, there's nothing to negotiate. There's nothing to give. There, there's nothing to give up. So be aware of negotiations. Okay? Excellent. Oslo, light in the sky. What was that about? This is interesting. And I, I, this may go long today. This is interesting. <laughs> what caused that light in the sky? We did. That's the right answer. We did. The light in the sky, you saw the spiral light. Most all of you saw the picture. It was the first thing on the Chambra grapevine email network. And that's good. That's the way it should be. Learn, feel, understand quickly, because the energies were, were still there. Whether you got the email two hours later, two days later, the energies were still there. Oh, they were very, very strong. What was that about? It was about consciousness, seeing consciousness. That's all it was. Seeing consciousness, a, a brilliant, beautiful portal illuminated, manifested. Now, the interesting thing is that portal was there anyway. I mean, it, was just, it just came in as a result of some of the work that's being done in that area and all over the earth. So that portal was there. 
But the interesting thing was is that until recently, humans wouldn't have been able to see it, much less photograph it. It was always there, but it wasn't perceived. Just like energies around you right now are there, but you're not perceiving them. So this brilliant thing finally came into consciousness. It came into awareness. That was the significant thing, that we saw it, you saw it. It was photographed. It's there. It was, it was because of the intense activities that were taking place in Norway at the time, and that you all tapped into long before the, the, the Nobel ceremony. So the, the energies were, were created by all of you, an opening, a sign, your sign to yourself, not, not from the aliens, not from, not from a necessarily another dimension, although you opened the way into another dimension. Now, here's where it becomes interesting. There are those who say, well, no, uh, fact is. <laughs> fact is, it was just these, uh, this Russian rocket gone astray. <laughs> you saw it was spiraling out of control, and it, it went astray, and uh, the light on the fuel vapors caused this brilliant thing, but nobody can explain the blue beam that came up through the middle of it. But other than that, it was just the Russians. Oh, blame it on the Russians. <laughs> I amuse myself more than I amuse you. <laughs> so, so now, was it a rocket? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And let's say if it was a rocket, wasn't there a symbol in there that a rocket has gone out of balance and astray? The world is no longer going to tolerate military might. It doesn't work. Good Lord, it doesn't work. Uh, thousands of years, millions of years, have shown us it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So even if it was a rocket, which it wasn't, even if it was a rocket, it's indicative or symbolic of the fact that it's spiraling out of control, and the old energy, old energy doesn't work anymore. It is. Hmm. So anyway, I'm getting off track here. Oslo, beautiful thing, and we're going to continue there this, this week. We have the summit, the global, uh, the global environmental summit. I hate to call it global warming. It's warming, it's cooling. It's, it's getting windy, it's getting calm. The seas are rising, the seas are falling. All of those are true. It's erratic. What is happening at this conference now is we're talking about global initiatives. What we're really doing is just bringing up awareness that the earth is now yours. Gaia's leaving. Bye. You inherit. Take responsibility. What are you doing to the earth? What are you doing to the earth? You actually can't really damage the earth all that much. It repairs itself. 100,000, 200,000 years, it'll be right back to normal. <laughs> Nuclear attack, it doesn't matter. It's just energy and it's transmuted back into Earth sooner or later. Humans might be gone, but Earth will be here. But what's happening, on, what's happening right now is, is Gaia is leaving, uh, and honoring each and every one of you and you honoring this beautiful soul. As Gaia is leaving, the responsibility goes back to you. What are you going to do with Earth? 
Earth isn't all that um, sensitive. Uh, in other words, Earth has a way of absolutely cleansing and balancing herself, just like you do. Yes, you can try to do damage, but Earth will, Earth will repair. But right now, this, this is like the, the passing of the torch off to humans. It's symbolic of how you treat yourself. It's symbolic of how you, how you manifest things, how you live in reality. So this big initiative really isn't about global warming. It's about taking responsibility. It's about being the I am that I am. No longer having Mother Earth to pass it off on, but what are you going to do? No longer having spirit guides to pass it off on. No longer having past lives to pass it off on. No longer having gurus and masters to pass it off on. But what are you going to do? How are your dreams, Kathleen? They're good. They're vivid. Could I have the microphone? Testing one, two. How are your dreams, dear? Good. Good. Lots Viv- of symbols or writing. I thought you didn't dream. I do dream. I just didn't remember them. And now you're remembering. I'm remembering green shoes and purple coats. And excellent. Excellent. <laughs> the watch, pirates watch of the what Caribbean. You, watch what you eat before you go to bed. But excellent. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> good. And this is – oh, you can keep that if you want. Uh, this, is, this is good because you were dreaming anyway. You just had a block there. And you wouldn't allow yourself to, to really believe that you were dreaming like that. Uh, part of you was, was afraid of the dreams. Mm-hmm. Part of you was confused by the dreams. And part of you has been playing this wonderful game of lowly human. And you're not. Your dreams are going to remind you, by the way, uh, shoes uh, are about your journey. Uh, it, it's going to remind you of who you really are. Not necessarily who you have been, but who you really are, you see. Part of it's going to remind you that you are phenomenal. You are. That you have so much to offer. And, and I look at your energy now and I say, why aren't you teaching young kids? Why aren't you teaching the young ones? Uh, because you can directly relate to them. They don't have all these overlays that humans do. But you don't believe in yourself yet. Your dreams will open you up to who you really are. And and please, don't assume that means that you're going to think that in a past life you were some mystical queen, which you probably were. But it's going to open you up to all of your potentials, all of your innate abilities, all of your energies. That's going to scare the hell out of you. And then one of these days soon we're going to be talking about some very, very strange dream you had, and I'll remind you of our talk now. So, where were we? Oslo. Yes, indeed. Global warming. Taking responsibility for yourself. Dreams. Dreams. Um, I've repeated this over and over, and I will keep repeating it. Your dreams are very, very significant. The work you do in the other realms the messages that you are writing for yourself in your dreams, the awareness is if you're doing something in dream state, such as teaching on the new earth, why aren't you doing it here? If you are working with 
with spiritual families who, are, who have been traumatized in the other realms. Why aren't you working with people here? If you are, if you are combining your energies with other angelic beings to create new universes based on the highest principles that you've learned here, how come you aren't doing it here? How come you don't open a simple school or write a book or express yourself? Doubt. Will anybody read it? What if, it's, what if it doesn't make the bestseller list? None of those things matter. Your dreams are going to open you up to what you're, what you're really doing. So I invite you, I, I plead with you <laughs> to keep a notepad beside your bed. Write down your dreams. I know you're Shambra and you're going you're gonna to nod your head right now and then you cheat on me later and you won't do it. But it's invaluable. It's actually fun. So, dreams. Last month I said, let's do a dream experience together on 11-11, just so you'd remember to do it. Let's do a dream experience together. And we did. And we did. And I, I, I jest with you, dear friends, but when there's an experience, you're the first to jump into it. Homework you don't so much like, but an experience, oh, you'll jump into it. So we had this dream experience, and there were thousands and thousands and thousands of Shambra that participated so much that we had to pull in extra helpers to handle this. I'm not going to get into all the individual dreams, although I, I, would, I would love if uh, somebody was interested in putting this into a kind of a journal, book journal type of thing. Uh, I would love to work with them individually to help them understand more behind it. But what was, what was going on in these dreams? It was a group dream and it was an individual dream. First of all, it didn't all have to happen at the same time. The first question we got on our celestial email from you is, what time? <laughs> I live on a different side of the world. Is it, is it at 6 o'clock uh, German time or 6 o'clock Japanese time? doesn't matter. We tra transcend time. It occurs anyway. Time is such, a, is such an illusion. Uh, it's a, actually a beautiful tool, but it's, a, it's such a, a, a deceptive illusion. We had this grand experience together, and it was all about it was all about the conflict that is taking place right now between the mind and what goes beyond the mind. The conflict that's taking place within you about using the mind as your uh, tool for guidance, day-to-day -day guidance in your life, and judgment, and uh, keeping focused here on earth, keeping stabilized here, versus opening up into, um, let's call it divine intelligence, the, the real you, the, the full you, whatever we call it. Uh, the mind, you tend to say, is located right here. The brain is there, the mind is all over. But you tend to associate the mind with a specific place and thing. And you say, so where is this divine intelligence? Everywhere. It's inherent and woven into every part of you, every thought, every part of your body, 
every memory and every potential. It's, it's everywhere. So you're having this conflict right now, this tug of war between the two. Well, actually, tug, the tug is only coming from the mind. And you're trying to resolve it. You are trying to negotiate with yourself, and that is what the dream was about. You're trying to negotiate with your, your mind, negotiating with you. How do we handle this? Well, we're, what part does the mind play going forward? The mind is trying to negoti- negotiate with you right now. It still needs to be important. still needs to be acknowledged. So it's saying, Chad, tell me, how am I going to play a part in your life? You, you, you're spiritual now. I see that, the mind says to you. I know you're not turning back. I've, I've tried to get you to turn back. I've wanted you to turn back. I've tested you to turn back. You're not going to turn back. What are you going to do for me now? What, what position, what title, what authority, what power will you give me? I've, I've worked for you, your mind says. I've worked for you for forever, for a long time. Now, damn it, I, I deserve a little respect here going forward. I want a role in this new you. I, I, I want to control certain parts of your life. I want everybody to know I'm still here. I want control. I want power. And you owe it to me. This is, this is what's being acted out. Of course, I'm dramatizing it. This is what's being acted out, and this is what your dream was about as an individual and as a group. We were doing it separately, and we were doing it together. How am I doing? Wonderful. Water? I was speaking of time, not of my message. My message, I know, is wonderful. The time. You have 28 minutes. Oh, can't be done. Let's do it anyway. So I haven't even. uh, This is just a warm-up portion. I haven't gotten to the content yet. But we're having fun. So, thank you, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Do something. Learn to act. Please learn to act. Uh, I do all the time. This is nothing but a grand act, and I'm proud of it. As a creator being is bestowed with this ability to act, and you get so locked into this human facade, and you think you have to take yourself seriously, and that if you act, it's not real. No, no. Acting will free you. Acting will free you from Edith. And, and it will be liberating, and then you'll love Edith. But it will free you from that anal focus that you've had on, on yourself. <laughs> it is a wonderful thing. Liberating. Try it, Bonnie. Try acting. Try acting. All of you, try acting. Go, go a little crazy with it. You'll, you'll find it's uh, expansive. It feels good. Hannibal knows. Absolutely. It allows you to enjoy life. Try acting. So back to the main point. Dream, the dream experiment, the great dream experiment, was about this struggle that's going on. Your mind saying, things are changing. My role definitely is changing. It's like, it's like if they came in to tell you that your job is finished. 
you get the, what do you call it, a pink slip, or you get uh, sacked, uh, sacked uh, British. Um, fired. fired. Yeah, it sounds so brutal. Fired. I'd rather get sacked than fired. <laughs> <laughs> or canned even, but fired, I don't know. So it's like your boss coming in to tell you that um, your job is being changed. That your job is being perhaps eliminated. Well, what do you do? You start negotiating. I'll take a smaller office or, most of your cases, smaller cubicle. Make sure you get an office, not a cubicle. You, you'll reduce your salary. You'll reduce your title. None of these things you really want, but you're negotiating. That's what your mind is doing right now. The, the old mind is, is negotiating. And what are you going to do? What are you going to give it? Little piece? Chocolate. Chocolate, yes. <laughs> that's, that's why I love Chambra. <laughs> This, this other group, and I won't ever reveal the name, but this other group would have given it love and comfort and, and nurturing and uh, – no, Schomburg gives it chocolate. You're not going to negotiate, I hope, because the mind, the human mind is always going to be there. It's not going away. It's not going away. It's just not going to assume the role it's had. It's actually going to assume a better role, a role more suited to it, a role that is such a blessing to the rest of you, but it's not going to it's not going to run the the ship anymore. It, it, you're going to. And I, I dare not even to say divine intelligence because you're quickly going to recreate the mind in a new way and use that as as an excuse or escape. You're going to you're going to be managing, taking responsibility. And that's what the dream was about. It occurs on an individual basis. It occurs on a group basis. Because as a group, you're all expanding right now. You're all going beyond. The mind doesn't die. It transforms. The mind, as you have known it and you have used it, doesn't, doesn't fall off the face of all-known reality. It integrates. It integrates. It becomes part of, part of one of your many, many, many tools. So let's take a deep breath and let's go to our next segment where I will use this and the board. You have 22 minutes. 22. <laughs> Called, How Does It Work? How Does It Work? And we're going to go through some very simple physics here. And you're going to want to make it complicated, and I'm doing this on purpose today, to see if you can get it energetically or in a consciousness level, or if you have to dissect it mentally. This is going to be so simple that you're going to want to make it confusing, but don't. How does that work? Okay. Okay. This is a representation of you. Yes, that's what you look like energetically. It's not naughty. I don't know where you get that. I could draw naughty, but I'm not going to. 
thought that. It's not easy being me. This is a symbol of you. It's a symbol, ancient symbol. What it means is this is source, this is where you come from, this is your soul self now. This outer circle represents everything from the wall of fire to your expanded consciousness. But that's a symbol of you. Very, very simple. I could draw a stick figure here. There, now you have more room. Draw a stick figure here, but uh, that's a better representation. This is, the, this is the all that I am, and this is your expression out into reality. So, now, this is consciousness. I'm going to put a C there for consciousness, and that's what you are. You are divine consciousness. You are a souled being. Nobody can ever take that soul away. Your soul is, is consciousness. Consciousness is awareness. If you took away your physical body, your mind, your memories and everything else, you are still awareness, because you are always going to be aware of yourself. Even if everything is stripped away, even if you go back to the time when you went through the wall of fire into nothingness, you are still aware of yourself. And that was the scary part, aware of yourself in nothing. It's also a wonderful part because it caused you to start creating. So this is you. Consciousness uses energy, calls on energy. It attracts energies to it based on its desires. Could be to know thyself, express thyself, play with thyself, learn for thyself, anything. But at a very deep inner level, it's calling on energy. Energy is basically potentials, probabilities that are sitting in a dormant place, neutral place. You're sitting over here in neutral land, waiting to be called upon. Energy is um, motion and stimulation. Energy, energy breathes life into consciousness. Consciousness, therefore, calls on this, brings it in, and starts to use it. Quite simple. Now, you have, the, you have, you have this uh, energy now participating with consciousness, and it wants to do something with it. It wants to create. It does that by, cre by, it does that by manifesting. So we're going to put a box down here, M for manifesting. And I put it in a box because it means it is, it is real. It's kind of a, a universal symbol for, for manifesting. You have now the energies kind of coming down into your manifestation like, like rays of energy. In this area here, from, from consciousness drawing in energy to your manifestation, to the manifestation, bringing it into some sort of reality, you have a number of different elements that come into play. Time and space come into play. Sometimes you say, well, my consciousness wants this certain thing, but, but it's 
not getting down there. It's not manifesting. What am I doing wrong? Well, you're not doing anything wrong because you could be manifesting on a, on a non-physical level. In other words, you call it the, the other realms. You could be manifesting in other dimensions. But anytime you call upon energy, it, it does manifest somewhere. You say, well, how come it's not manifesting right here, down, right down here? How come I say, I, I, want to, I want to go to the casino and win, and it doesn't manifest? A lot of, lot of things happen in this area right here. Time, space, other people. Other people, their, their intentions and their energies can actually slow down or block that, that manifestation. And then you also have elements that are key here. I want you to, want you to pay particular attention to these words. You have desire or passion or um, how, would, how would we say this your, your intention, the, the forcefulness, uh, not quite the right word, Caldra, your, your desire. How much desire do you have to do this? Intensity, absolute brilliant word, intensity. These are actually the biggest factors that come into play in this very important time between when you bring in energy into your into your what you would like to create until it gets manifested. Might get manifested on a different level, a different dimension. It's out there somewhere. If you if you desired to win at a casino, it might have been somewhere else, maybe not here. Desire, passion, the intensity of what you want comes into play, and that will make the biggest difference in your life. I'm going to add one other element for my good friend here. Simplicity. Simplicity makes a big difference. Could you, could you just take for a moment to feel into you, – you have some sort of desire of the soul, some, something your soul wants to create. And your mind gets in there and makes it complex, and, and, and the mind is what doubts. Your soul never doubts, really. The mind doubts. All gets in the way of this terrible drawing that we're doing here, but, but you're getting the point, and I love to draw. So these are key points, and, and this is where you get – Low grades. Uh, everybody gets low grades, but you get low grades too. You're hiding. You're afraid. You're you're actually <laughs> you're you're afraid for two reasons. One is past experience tells you that you're going to get put down when you create. So so you're going to kind of just low level creation mode. You don't want to stand up too tall in front of an, a crowd. You don't want to stand out among other humans, because you might get put down. If you get put down, remember, it's just energy. Just suck it in and breathe it in, and it's just energy. Criticism, it's a wonderful thing. You should have criticism for breakfast. It, it, just take it in. It's, it's just, just energy. So 
this is where, where you're having a difficult time. How am I doing? Oh, you've got uh, 12 minutes. 12 minutes, good. So now, let's say that you do get a manifestation down here on Earth. Right? Obviously, you're manifesting things, you're creating things, not in the highest order that you'd like them to be, but you're getting some stuff down here. Now, that manifestation, whatever it is, uh, a manifestation could be money in your pocket, a relationship, it could be um, your education, it could be, it could be anything. It doesn't matter. It could be physical or non-physical. Manifestation. You're kind of frustrated because it's not really what you know it could be. By the way, uh, we, we do have to address the issue of the um, reluctant creator, uh, reluctant manifester, because a part of you is afraid of the criticism, part of you is afraid how truly uh, how clear and simple and strongly you can manifest. You're afraid of your own thoughts, of your own thoughts. That's why we're, we're reorientating thoughts right now, getting back into true feelings. Because Calder gave a funny example and he didn't even realize it before. So he crosses under the bridge the other day and thinks, my God, what would happen if a train ever fell off? And it did the next day. That's pretty scary. Did he create it? It was a spark. That certainly added to it. There were other elements. Granted, there were other elements, but can you, through your thoughts, derail a train? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there is that pullback that occurs up in this level here. Pullback that says, I better not, because I don't trust myself. I might blow up the world. Accidentally, of course, not on purpose, but <laughs> one bad thought. And you watch all these movies and you get all these crazy ideas. And these movies stimulate some very odd thoughts. So you say, better not to create than to have created hell. <laughs> that was funny. So now you manifest over here, generally, only a fraction of what you would really like to manifest, but you manifest over here. Now, here's where we run into another problem. Anything that's manifested, meaning consciousness drew an energy, brought it into a reality, it has to move. It has to keep flowing. Your manifestation, your creation, a book, uh, your, your children, uh, no matter what it is, it has to keep flowing. The flow is, is a natural part of the energy that you brought in up here. See how that energy flows? It wants to continue to flow here. By doing so, in an unrestricted flow, it reorients or reshapes itself. Your creation keeps growing and keeps adjusting to the point where I wish I had more room to write here, so we'll go down here. I'm going to represent your, your manifestation or creation as the circle once again, going back to the original, going back to the original. With a proper flow, it keeps flowing, it keeps expanding. The expansion, the, the original manifestation or creation never, never stops. It keeps expanding. And that's the way it should be. That's the way spirit is. That's the way you are by nature. But no, 
you stop it right here. Generally. Because you're trying to control, you get lazy, you don't trust that manifestation to have its own expression, and you think you own it. You think, well, I created it, therefore I own it. No, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. You created it, and you can take pride and joy in that, but every creation needs to be liberated, needs to be free, and when it's free, it feeds back to you, it gives back to you. When you let your creations go free, every beautiful thing they learn or do, every expansion, every expression comes back to you anyway. It keeps, it's the gift that keeps giving, <laughs> over and over. Proof in it? Spirit itself. And you. Spirit said, Andy, go forth. Go forth. I don't want to control you. I love you too much. I don't want to tell you what you have to become or what you can't become. I love you too much, so Andy, go forward. Do anything you want. I'm always going to be there. And the beauty, uh, the Spirit's beauty, is that everything that she learned and she felt every, everything that was beauty or destruction, Spirit felt also. Spirit knows also. Spirit doesn't pull the strings. You're not a puppet. Spirit said, go forth. Go forth and be who I am, eventually, but in your own expression. Be everything that I am in your own way. Spirit didn't give you 20% of itself. Spirit didn't give you 80% of itself. Spirit gave you 100%. There weren't any conditions, there weren't any limitations, and there was no return policy. That was funny. <laughs> so, what happens here is you tend to get stuck. Control, fear, wounds, laziness, not taking responsibility, too much, too much overwhelm. And then this creation, this manifestation, gets mad. That energy needs to keep flowing, and it's going to flow with or without you. It's going to flow. And it does funny things, energy does, when it needs to flow. It doesn't care how. Your consciousness, in a sense, is the same way. It has to keep expanding. It doesn't care how. It doesn't know high or low. It only knows. It doesn't know heaven or hell. It just is. It has to keep flowing. And if it stops flowing, and you keep limiting it, in, limiting it, it will explode. It will create a big disaster. If it has to. It doesn't, it doesn't care. It will express itself that way. You will express yourself that way. It's drama, kind of fun. 
once or twice, but not millions of times, it will explode. And that's what happens to so many humans. And that's why we are having such an issue right now with mental illness in this world. It's stuck in the mind. It wants to get out. The energies of human intellect want to expand right now, desperately. Oh, it's been, God knows, a few million years since we've had the same type of mindset. And it's been a few hundred thousand years since we've had the Atlantean structures of the mind. And dear God, the mind wants to, it wants to expand. It really does. Even though you're having this conflict, underneath that conflict is its desire to expand. So the question of today becomes, what do you do to get that energy free? Study? No. Run around the block a few times? Help a little bit. There's a couple things that we do. And this is so simple. You're going to say, Thomas, why did you just waste an hour and a half of my time? Just tell me at the beginning what this is, but there's other work going on here. Hmm. So there's a few simple things you do. I will not pour on you today. <laughs> Once baptized is all you need. <laughs> there's a few simple things that, that you can do. And I'm going to go back to something that I'm going to go back to a source that I've had some conflict with, but I'll use it here because, because it, there is a lot of good in it. I'm going to go back to Scripture. Scripture. In the beginning was the Word. You all know that, but you, do you know what it means? The beginning. It was a bad translation. Bad translation. If you really go into what it means, the beginning is the breath. Andra knows that. The beginning was the breath. It had to be. When Spirit sent you forth, it had to be with the breath. It was actually the first breath that Spirit ever had, actually. Up until Spirit gave to you its full love, there was no breath. That's why. It was that it was. That's why there, it wasn't the expression. Spirit, spirit had, to, had to express, had to, had to open up and experience. So Spirit took a breath, and therefore you are. In the beginning is the breath. In the beginning, the breath created the Word. Oh, translations. Not so good. Thousands of years. Uh, perhaps I'll write a new Bible <laughs> with the proper translations. But enough on my plate right now. Um, so we have, we have the breath and the Word. What's the Word? Well, the Word is expression. The Word is expression, setting forth. And you know about the breath, and we've talked about it enough, and Andra is here positioned to keep you breathing. But what about the Word? The Word. Nee, 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 nee. There is no time. 
<laughs> like the now time. No, they're absolutely fascinated. They would be so disappointed if I stopped now. Yes. Oh, we have to get to the end of this. We're within minutes. There's a party happening behind you. The party's right now. This is the party. <laughs> so, so, the Word, the Word, the Word is trapped. It's trapped. The Word is trapped within you. And we're going to get it out in a few minutes. The, and what I mean by that is, and we've talked about this in a few of the mystery schools, and we'll keep talking about it. I want to talk about it right now. When I listen to you, I get a little angry. When I, I'm talking to you and I say, what is it you want? What do you want to have happen? What, what are you choosing? And I hear this little voice, this tiny little voice. I'm not talking about volume. I'm talking about intensity and passion and desire, what happened to it. And if you can't express it through your voice, who's going to believe you? Not your soul. Your soul doesn't hear you. And I'm not talking about yelling. I'm talking about being real and authentic and letting it out. You talk words that come from your mind, and there's no heart in it. You have wants and desires, and there's no intensity. You say, but I don't know how to create. No, because you have to open up, and it starts in the voice. Oh, it's not that your voice is magic, but if you can't do it there, if you can't, Express it from this very simple, rudimentary place. How is Spirit going to hear you? How are your aspects going to hear you? How is your soul going to hear you? Your soul cannot hear you. You speak human words softly, and your soul can't hear you. It wants to hear you. It wants to know you, but you're hiding. You're hiding. How can other people hear you? I mean, they hear through their ears, but when it's from up here in little words, they don't hear you. They don't believe you. You wonder why nobody responds to you. You wonder why you can't Win friends and influence people? <laughs> they don't hear you, and you don't hear you. And you're lying if you tell me so. Oh, Adamus, yes, I'm going to call out to the depths of myself. You cry, maybe. You whine, but you're not really bringing it up. And if you can't speak in a human voice and get your passion into it, all that energy is suppressed. All that, that energy and potential is just stuck and trapped in these different places, and it explodes sooner or later. And what happens when it explodes? Well, you scream out. You yell out. You're real and expressive. 
But it's usually too late. You've usually done a lot of damage by then. Ah, you can always correct it, but it's a waste of time. I want to start hearing you, not just lip service, not just talk, talk, talk. I want to hear you, even if it's a whisper, so I know it's so real. From all of my being, I am that I am. Is there any doubt about it? I open today. From all of my being, I am that I am, and I rejoice in it, and I celebrate in it, and I don't hold it back. When some of you – I don't even want you using the words unless you can mean them – when you say – when you say the most sacred words, you say, I am that I am. Really? I don't think so. You're trying to convince yourself mentally, I am that I am. No, I am that I am. That's passion. That's desire. That's intensity. And that moves mountains. That draws in so much energy here from the neutral that radiates, not just tinkles down, but radiates brilliance of energy into your manifestations, and then they roar. They move, and they're real. Yes, you can knock a train off its tracks. You're not going to. Most of you aren't. (laughs) You're not going to do any long-term damage, that's for, for sure. So the breathing, you've got to be breathing. But the voice, the voice. Now, I know many of you say, but I don't have a very good voice. I'm not talking about tonal quality. I'm talking about opening up expression, letting it out. It's all sitting in there, letting it out. It is also symbolic of opening up your spirit, your soul, your consciousness, your portals, your everything. Let it out. Let it out. Isn't it an amazing coincidence (laughs) that at our recent mystery school we had those who understand the voice of Spirit. Anders and Kachina just happened to be there. It wasn't an accident. Isn't it interesting and strange that we just happened to have a celebrated, gifted singer with us here today? On the day I'm talking about using the voice of Spirit to bring up all of that stuck energy that's down in there to open up and to let it flow. Isn't it, isn't it just amazing that Hannibal would happen to be here? Isn't it amazing that Hannibal is so excited about going in front of the group and getting you to scream and getting you to open up? And if anybody knows how to do it, it is Hannibal. So please welcome my dear friend, Hannibal Means, who's going to get you opening up. Not toning, necessarily opening. Opening. Animal opening right now. You'll, you'll learn to tone later, but animal opening. Follow me. We're going to the front. Please. <clears throat> now, I'm going to 
challenge each and every one of you to open it up. Let it out. Uh, don't, don't worry. There's nobody else listening other than 20,000 other people online. <laughs> and for you at home, open up. Scream. Actually, you have it easier right here because we're all together. They're at home and their husband is down in the other room. <laughs> I was going to hear the sound of a wailing, screaming liberation on the most primordial level. And I'm going to wonder what's happening, but that's all right. So, oh, you want microphone? No mic? Does he need a mic? No microphone. It's up to you. It's up to you. So, I'm going to uh, take Calder off his feet for a moment, and the rest of you scream. Okay, so we're going to do this all together. Sitting tall, taking a deep breath, feet flat on the floor. Starts from down in your belly. Deep breath. Mm -hmm. ah, open the mouth! Ah, <laughs> ah, hear a thing. <laughs> One more time. One more time. Very deep this time. All the way screaming from your feet. You better stand up for this. Deep, deep breath. Deep, deep breath. Deeper. And energy moving. There is energy moving. This is an, another important point. Energy is moving. Don't, don't suppress it. Don't suppress it. Let it keep it, – it's echoing. It's reverberating. It's 
been liberated. And I'm not talking about just energy uh, of sound. Sound obviously can, can do uh, wonderful things, but you went deep down into some things that were stuck, deep down, and let it start coming up. Now, please, let it continue to flow. Don't man- control it. Don't limit it. Don't run from it. It could bring up some issues that were really buried down deep within. But don't suppress it right now. Let that energy continue to move and to flow. It could mean that tomorrow you might have a backache, because that energy, as it flows up, as it shoots up your spine, old stuff that was hidden there, dear teacher, old stuff that was hidden there, it's going to hit some of the weak points or, or more sensitive points. Could mean hitting your back. Could mean shooting up so you have um, a little bit of a nasal problem tomorrow, a little sinus issue. It's okay. It's okay. It's energy in motion now. You don't want to, to keep it stuck here. You don't want to. You don't want. Don't want to suppress it. It will clear out. And when it, when energy is finally released and cleared, uh, it it. It has a life cycle to it that it continues its expansion or expression up to a level, and then at some point it returns back into pure energy. But it's different now. It doesn't re- this energy here that's been stuck and is now flowing doesn't necessarily go back up there into the neutral field. And this is a little bit difficult at explaining. It stays, it stays here. It stays with you. It returns back to neutral, but it stays with you. It then calls out, just as you have called out, it calls out to the big N, new energy. New energy is here, but it doesn't hear you. It's available, but it doesn't know that you want it. When you hide yourself, when you hide your, your, your creations, when, when you hide your spirit, why would new energy want to come in? Now, if you let it loose, you let it flow, and you can do it through the breath, through the voice, and one other thing that's getting too late to discuss, we'll have to do it next session. The DJ's here. Exactly. So he heard, he heard, and he knows now that you can sing. <laughs> and tonight is singing night. Let it loose, let it out. And not just the musical scale, not just uh, your mechanical singing. I mean, let it out, let it rip. Because your spirit wants to hear you, and it can't. Really, it really, really, really can't. You can, you can hide yourself from God. You can cloak yourself from anything. I don't know where this ever came from, that God knows all, sees all. I think it was nuns use that to scare the hell out of you. But it's not true. You can hide from anything, and you're particularly good at hiding from yourself. 
A lot of... Conclusion. No, not in conclusion, but... (laughs) In our first layer of summary... (laughs) (laughs) A lot of... um, A lot of Chambre. And Tobias talked about this. A lot of Chambre will be leaving, going somewhere else. And, And... Blessings to them. It's not about right or wrong, but they knew the intensity of what we're going to get into. They knew there's no more hiding. You cannot hide here anymore. Uh, you can close that, please. You're freezing the. Yes, man. Dear one. <laughs> it, there's no hiding anymore. I've been doing that long enough, and you call out to those of us in the other realms and with all of your list of needs and desires and wants and wonder why it's not working. Well, because you're hiding from yourself, and therefore you're hiding from your spirit. You're hiding from new energy, everything. Let's bring that out now through the breath. Breath proves that you're alive, proves that you want to live. The breath gets energy going. The voice, not just the physical voice, but the energy of your voice is the expression, is the expression of your spirit. And when you open your voice, your spirit can hear you. You're finally going to hear yourself. You've been walking around in a fog. You don't even hear yourself. You say words, but it comes from the mind. They're structured. They're, there is almost no energy in the languages. That's why I do have Calder now. I will not talk to him in words. They're meaningless. They're bullshit. They're, they're, you pull in little bits and pieces and speak them in words, and they mean almost nothing. And I'm going to challenge you to do that now also. It's going to, ta- it's going to be frustrating, but it can be fun. And I know you're not going to do your homework, so I'll have to come back and talk about it next month. But at least once, at least once in this next month, talk to me without words. And it's going to be a challenge. Or not. Or not. It's actually very, very simple. And actually, at your core or your roots or back in the beginning, but we didn't use words. Talk to me. Tell me a story. About, about you. It can be a made-up story, because there is no makeup. Um, it can be a real story. Tell me a story without using words this next month. I mean, well, how do I not use words? Ah, uh, 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 uh. Grasshopper. That's, uh, <laughs> that's for you to discover. And then I am going to communicate back to you without words. And actually, those you'll probably have an easier time getting. It's annoyingness that you just get when I communicate back to you. The hard part is going to be, can you be without those words, the language words? In other words, you have to use the real voice of spirit, which is without language. Without language. We're going to work on bringing it out now. We're going to work on conscious manifestation, deliberate manifestation, not this, this foggy, cloudy, murky thing you've been doing. That's been just a response. Now we're going to be – I've got one and a half minutes. Now we're going to be doing deliberate conscious manifestation. 
Listen to your own voice. Listen to your voice as you talk to other people. Uh, and I'm not trying to embarrass you by telling you to listen to your voice, but you're going to realize how weak it's been. There's been no authority in it. There's been no trust in it. It's shallow. Listen, listen how you talk to your children and your spouse and particularly the people you work with. Pay so close attention to your voice, not volume, but intensity. Not, not demanding, but a voice of, of this simplicity and a voice of desire. You're going to start realizing how much you've been hiding. So with that, dear, dear Shambra, it is time for me to get back to Oslo, where I have a breakfast meeting coming up very soon. Uh, cat's breakfast is not very good, but I'll do anything just to keep the energy moving. And don't forget, trust yourself, because all is well in all of your creation. I am that I am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain. And so it is.